Welcome to the Cinematic Adventures, and we are both in the future, sort of. We're in the past now, and we're doing part two of our 2019 full catch-up roundup thing. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. So we ended up talking way too long the first time, so I hope you enjoyed part one. If you didn't listen to part one, go back to the podcast and find last week's episode, which is... It will be appropriately titled Part One. <laughs> and listen along and then give this one a listen. Yeah, it'll be written on there and everything. So as long as you can read, you're good to go. The next movie is The Kitchen, which a lot of, it's a DC film. A lot of people didn't realize that. Um, it's, a lot it's based of people on a DC hate film. this movie. Yeah, and I don't really see why because I thought it was fine. It's against, like, most of these movies, because they weren't on my best or worst list, they were fine. Like I did not regret watching it, um, but it wasn't it wasn't good enough for me to say it was it was good or great. It wasn't good enough for me to say it was great. So it was definitely not not gonna make my top ten list. But it wasn't terrible. It wasn't like anywhere near bad enough to make my worst list. Um, they were kind of not memorable, but they weren't terrible. They weren't they weren't bad. They were they were fine. They were fine. Um, the kitchen is in that category for me. Um, it, I don't understand why so many people hated it. I don't, because it, to me, it was fine. Um, nobody's going to see it, I can guarantee, so I'm going to spoil it. Um, it's a movie about these women in Hell's Kitchen. Um, and it's funny to me, because whenever you say Hell's Kitchen, I automatically think Daredevil, which is Marvel. I was thinking Marvel, exactly but the same thing. Every, but as Hell's soon as you say Hell's Kitchen, real place. Yeah. Uh, and that's what to me is unique because DC usually doesn't use real places. The main difference between Marvel and DC is DC is like, we're comics. This is not the real world. So it has make up, made up names like Metropolis and, um, and Gotham. I didn't and, realize that Metropolis was made up for another movie. Oh yeah. I, um, the Robert Pattinson movie that we're talking about? No. No, oh. the, the word metropolis to mean the perfect city was made for uh, made up for a movie in like the early 1900s. The origin. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but with, with that's with DC. With Marvel, it's like, no, it's Los Angeles, it's New York. So in Marvel, like all of the locations are real, so Hell's Kitchen is real. In DC, it's kind of rare that they use real names like Hell's Kitchen or Kansas City. Um, or usually like Kansas is a real place, but a majority of the time it's like, yeah, you're in Kansas, but you're in a city that doesn't exist. Like, like, um, Smallville. Um, cause it's a small Smallville. village, you see. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's like nowhereville, Smallville. Like that's that DC uses like a real state and like the real country, but then the actual city is made up. So this is the first time it's like, no, Hell's Kitchen is real which is like, you know, Daredevil, Hell's Kitchen. Anyhow, um, it's these three women, and it takes place in the 70s, I want to say. It's either late, it's, yeah, I think it's the 70s. And um, they, the first you think you see their relationship with their men, um, which for only one of them, it's good. Um, and that's Melissa McCarthy. So if you want to see Melissa McCarthy 
not be in a slapstick comedy where it's all about her being fat. This ever is a good since movie I saw, ever since I saw, can you ever forgive me? I've wanted to see Melissa McCarthy in uh, roles that aren't fat jokes. This is a perfect movie. Cause sure. she like she she does really to me she does a good job acting to me the acting in this movie is fine it, it's it's perfect like it's good well, um, even if the story is as bad as everyone says it is if I like the characters I'll forgive it it's and see to me like as the story person it was perfectly fine it wasn't like it's not Oscar worthy but it wasn't terrible um, I think what people don't like about it is that it's bleak and it's dark so, so it's not. Well, because especially with it being, you know, a, um, with it being set in the, it, so here's another thing, like it's a DC film, but there are no superheroes in this movie. There are none. There's like you, if you could watch it and not know that it was DC, because it doesn't have any kind of, there's no hope. There's no, there's no, like, there's no such thing as Superman or Batman. It's, it takes place in the real world and it feels like a, a real world movie. So um, DC so published it, but it's not in the DC exactly. universe. Right. Exactly. Because it had, like, there's no mention of any kind of superheroes whatsoever. So if you're a comic person because you like the hope that superheroes bring, and you want villains to be these, like, obviously bad <laughs> for obvious reasons, this is not, you're going to hate it. Which is probably why people didn't like it. Um, probably. But this is more like a real-life movie where these three women are in relationships with three men who go to jail at the same time. And while they're in jail, the mafia, uh, so the, the three men that they're, they're married to, all three of them are married to these men. And the men that they're married to are in the mafia and they go to jail for a crime at, that they commit. And um, while they're in jail, the mafia is supposed to take care of the families, right? And at first they do, and then the mafia kind of dries up and is like, well, yeah, we were giving you enough money to live on before, but now we're going to give you crumbs and you're going to be okay with it. And they're like, we can't live on this. Like, we, like one of them has children. One of them, so two of them don't have children. Uh -huh. um, Melissa McCarthy's character does have children. Um, so there's, there's like an interesting circumstance with all three of them because one of them is black and it's Tiffany Haddish. And, um, and she's married to, you know, the ma this mafia guy, a white guy, and they don't like her for obvious reasons. Um, and her mother-in-law is like, so she's not the head of the mafia, but she's like, she's like the matriarch of the mafia, if you will. Because the head Haddish, of the mafia is, Tiffany huh? Haddish, the only movie I know Tiffany Haddish from is Girl's Trip, which is the great movie with the terrible poster, apparently. I haven't seen it, but everyone loves okay. that movie, but everyone hates that poster because the poster is really stupid. The, mo the movie for Girls Trip is good. Um, if that's all you know Tiffany Haddish from, stay that way. Don't okay. watch anything else because it's awesome. like, well, Night School is fine, but most of her movies are stupid. She's like, uh, she's like the, the black version of Melissa McCarthy in that m people, most people see Melissa McCarthy as just like fat jokes. Mm -hmm. And most people see Tiffany Haddish as ghetto. That's and there, there are movies that she does. This is one of the movies where she is not ghetto. She, like, she, she kind of goes into it a little bit, but she's not ghetto. Um, so this is a, like a rare, this is a movie where nobody is typecast, basically. Um, 
and so um, they movies sprinkled here or there, but it's mainly that thing you're saying. They it has the same poster. Yeah, most of the time. So with the exception of Night School and this, she plays pretty much the same character. She plays the ghetto girl that's like in it to be as ghetto as possible. And that's pretty much her character in Girls' Night, but it still kind of works. But in this movie, um, her mother-in-law is the matriarch of the mafia family. And what happens is she and Melissa McCarthy and Elizabeth Moss get together and they decide, like, look, we need to do something because we can't live on what they're giving us. So they decide to form, like, a woman's mafia. Like, a, like not really a woman's mafia, but, like, the three of them become the, the mafia bosses of, they basically take over the mafia that um, their husbands were in. Their husbands were not um, that Your description mafia. reminds me of Widows. Kind of. But I enjoyed this more than Widows. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't. I I didn't like Widows that much. Um, it's a similar premise, but um, yeah, it's a similar premise. But the difference is, it takes place in the seventies, and um, and so there's more sexism, there's more racism, and that they have to deal with. But they it's handled well because it's handled in a more realistic sense. Um, whereas to me, Widows was whatever but anyway in this situation it's more realistic um and she and melissa mccarthy are like that become the heads of essentially their mafia like the mafia and they end up making money hand over fist and melissa mccarthy has um she's related to it's kind of a situation where it like brings the teamsters version of the mafia into it where like yeah, it's union based. Like it, it's union based mafia. <laughs> okay. Not like it's not like the Godfather, where like you know you're going around just like hustling people and killing people. It's kind of like the Godfather in that like there was there is another mafia. Like the mafia that they were part of was like they went around like collecting for people and uh, like collecting like protection money. Um, but then she they decide to get into the union version of the mafia. And they end up going, okay, there's this building that's going to be built. We're going to supply the workers. And the people were like, no. And they were like, yeah. And everybody was like, you're a bunch of women. Like, we're afraid of you. Well, Melissa McCarthy is like cousins with a guy who was like, like, you know, a buster. And so he goes, he and um, uh, Dom Gleason comes into it. He's basically the friendly sociopath to explain it <laughs> like, okay oh to explain it because he is a sociopath <laughs> but um but he's like that because of extreme ptsd because like he i think he went to vietnam and when he came back he was not the same and so the mafia used him as a hitman um and so he left he, i think he went to jail and when he got out uh they decided to use him and then he falls in love with, or he was always in love with Elizabeth Moss's character. And then what ends up happening is everything is going fine until the men get out. And then when the men get out, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why did you, how dare you think you could start a mafia? And they were like, well, we're not going to stop. And the men were just like, the, the two men, um, Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss's men were like, okay, this is over. Like, you're done now. You're going to come back under my thumb. And both of them were like, nope. <laughs> and then, 
And, um, and so at first you think, because remember, they were in terrible relationships. And at first you think, oh, well, Melissa McCarthy's husband's going to be reasonable. Nope. <laughs> he ends up being the worst of them. Um, because he has, remember, she had kids, right? Right. He has her kids taken to, so they've, they've become so powerful that, like, there's only one other competing mafia. It's like, I think they were the Irish mafia, and they end up having, like, he goes to the Italian mafia and takes his kids over there. And that ended up being the last straw. So she has him killed. Oh, nice. So not only does she have, yeah, so she has her, and, and the thing is, like, so by the time this happens, um, um, Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss have had their husbands killed. But there, but at the time, like you were like, okay, like they have to be killed because these guys are assholes. Because like Elizabeth Moss's husband abused her, and like he did it for no reason. Like he was just an asshole. And um, and she got with Dom Hall Gleason, who again, he's like the friendly sociopath. Um, so he teaches her how to kill people, and she's like, because no, at first it, he was like, okay, I'm gonna do it, and she's like, no, I'm gonna do it. And so it's kind of like that character moment where she turns right, and right. she's like, no, I like. I'm not just going to use you. I want you to teach me because she wants to not be abused by her husband because he's getting out. Right. So then he, then he gets out and, um, and she kind of baits him and then she ends up killing him. Um, but then she dies. She ends up dying as well. And, um, and that's really sad because like she was about to have her happy ending with Dom Gleason because they had moved in together. Well, um, See, it was a situation where, like, you were thinking, like, oh, they're going to catch him, and they're going to stop the guy who was there to kill her. And they do, but she still dies. So now Dom Hall Gleason is like, fuck everything. Like, because she was his humanity. She was, like, the part that kept him from going completely off the rocker, you know? And then okay. she dies. And you're like, oh, you just unleashed, like, Fenrir. Um, so then, okay. and then um, Tony Haddish has her husband killed and then um melissa mccarthy like you and because this whole time melissa mccarthy is like because she and melissa mccarthy get into it when the husbands come back and because she was like oh well my husband's not like that and it's like no he is you just didn't know it because he was nice to you <laughs> so it's to me it's it's a good movie i won't spoil the ending but there you there's another twi- literally everything i didn't because there's another twist at the end there's a twist. I, I spoiled that Elizabeth Moss dies, but yeah. there's another twist that deals with the two characters that are remaining that I won't spoil. It's okay. to me, it's a fine movie. Movie. It looks like it sounds like fun. Um, I'm gonna probably watch it when I'm over at my friend's house and we watch like get drunk and watch dumb stuff. <laughs> okay. If you're gonna do that, then watch Jexy because I okay. think you guys will enjoy that. All right. Um, what else? Do you have anything um, else? Oh, there's so, so many more. Um, I'm just going to mention the movie. So here's the thing. My opinion on movies. How much time do we have? How much time do we have left? Oh, um, we've been talking since about 10, 9.30, 10. We've been on for two hours. Give it another hour and then I'll edit it. Okay. Um, I want to go into some of my bad movies as well. Cause, but I only have like four that are worth mentioning. Oh, okay. Wait, you have more movies? I thought you talked about all the movies. I've talked about all the good ones, but I have like two or three or four bad ones that I'll just mention. Okay, go ahead then, because my list is long. Okay, fair enough. So these are my um, my bad movies. I buy bad movies, and when I say bad movies, I'm talking about like 
I do, don't see uh, movies I think I'll hate on purpose, uh, unlike uh, what Jackie thinks I do. I watch bad movies I think will be interesting. So while all of these are bad, I don't hate most of them. Okay. I saw Step Brothers though. Step Brothers sucks. Will Ferrell's an idiot. I hate stupid characters. This is basically everything everything I hate about Will Ferrell movies. And everyone loves this fucking movie, but no, it sucks. They, they're terrible. They're terrible, terrible people. They're morons. The entire, it's like watching Dumb and Dumber and not realizing that it's about dumb people. Like I was prepared for Dumb and Dumber. It's in the title. These, the stepbrothers, they're immature, they're, they're assholes, they're, they're everything I hate. All right then. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of the premise of the movie. Like they, they were stupid. But, I just hey. I just got it. I ju- I went in because everyone just shares gifts about stepbrothers and loves stepbrothers. And I'm like, yeah, but like they're really stupid though. Here's the thing: it's a very gift worthy film though. Like, oh, it's got so many good gifts. It does. That's the thing. Like, it gift worthy films don't have to be good or bad. They just have to have gift worthy moments. And this is a very gift worthy film. Like, did we just become best friends? Yep. I've That's used that easiest- so many times. <laughs> like, the like, movie itself hundreds it's so... of times i've used that one and i'll still <laughs> use it yeah because it's so gift worthy yeah it's, it's good the movie it's the gifts oh uh, yeah it, it's full of gifts um i hate it though it sucks i hate these characters dumb and dumber works because you know going in these guys are going to be dumb and the the whole comedy is all the smart people around them being like that. My favorite line in Dumb and Dumber is when the is when they um they get the the um police or the FBI are trying to get them to help and they say we could have done it without you. It's a good line. Love that line. It's very funny. Um and I also like the the part uh, where your mic just cut out again by the way. Okay. Um there you go, you're so, back. Okay. Um so it has you know uh Dumb and Dumber has uh my one my, my favorite joke uh in Dumb and Dumber is when all the all of these women uh they're like in bikinis or whatever, they're all cheerleaders or something, and then they're like, Hi, we're looking for two uh two uh guys to come with us and um do sexy crap or whatever. And then they're like, Well, you're in luck. There's a town that way. Uh, full of guys. It'll be great. Have fun. And they were going to have them get on the bus, but Jim Carrey was like, there's no way they'll be smart enough to do that. Are you nuts? <laughs> uh, that's a great joke. Um, and I like the joke where the FBI, the head of the FBI's investigation was like, this is... Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. You started talking about Step Brothers. Now you're going on... <laughs> yeah, I love Dumb and Dumber. Step Brothers sucks. So... Um, and my favorite, my favorite, one of my other favorite jokes in Dumb and Dumber is when they're they're in the FBI's investigation and they're like, "Yes, we could have done it without you." You already said that. Yes, but I just love that one, and I thought I cut off at that point. Oh no! Anyway, Step Brothers sucks and it has nothing worth um, talking about. Fuck that movie. Okay, next movie then. Our next movie is called "The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot." You've already talked about both of those. Uh, not not on this podcast. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you, you brought both of them up. I think you talked about, you didn't talk going to big, f- wait, you did, you did. Cause I remember us talking about it and I was going like, why did you bring this movie up? <laughs> but yeah, you, um, you did. You talked about it. Um, was you, it, it was another situation like this where like 
you just brought you it wasn't on a list but you brought it up okay fine uh it sucks though it's really boring and it shouldn't have been with that title okay um another movie uh movie 43 is another one that i did bring up but like it's really bad it's like really bad i saw the whole thing yep um it's so bad that they changed the way the story is told like in america there's a completely different story revolving around these pieces of shit clips and the one i saw is the one where it's um where the premise is that they're pitching the worst movie ever and isn't it stupid and funny that we got all these people to do this dumb shit and i'm like no it's not fuck you emma stone being better movies what are you doing that movie is loaded with stars and it is someone blackmailed someone it's total crap i have no idea what happened i know that people tried to get out of it they all filmed it though that's the thing they all filmed it i can't believe it they were threatened to be sued i think one person was at a party drunk and the director was like can you be in my movie and they're like sure i'll be in your stupid movie and then they took that to court in order to get her to be in the movie and they they were afraid of being sued um so this was an an entire movie based around blackmail (laughs) what other movie um uh you know i said that uh brightburn was the worst superhero movie of the year i think glass might be worse but it's way more boring i didn't mind glass it wasn't great it wasn't technically good but it was that's the problem like my favorite bad movies are the interesting ones this is just sort of dull especially considering that you're setting up um bruce willis uh samuel jackson and um uh james mcavoy and one of them is one of the best performances i've seen from that trilogy james mcavoy is phenomenal and he's just doing bits here it's like it's like you're doing stand-up bits and the entire story revolves around these three people being locked in a cell and that doesn't make any sense because a he drowned in a puddle and which would be fine except for the fact that he was currently in a water tank like five minutes earlier if he's in a water yeah, tank, he a water tank. <clears throat> yeah the thing, he could break out I of a water tank but he couldn't everybody off. like the ending is what it really did be like this movie it's it's just kind of <laughs> bad but like it's like give it. this crescendo and then it just drops the bottom out of it and then it's like here here's another twist and you're like, but the twist was stupid. <laughs> so. The twist was stupid. And, and here's the thing, though, right? Uh, uh, so so the, the whole thing revolves around the fact that like, these people distri- are, are using superpowers in order to be, in order to prove that superheroes exist, right? That's the point, right? But what? Wait, say that again? The point is that these people are demonstrating superpowers, right? In order to prove that superheroes are real to people and then to inspire the world etc right oh you mean glasses point yeah yeah that's the point of glass but no the, no the point of the movie is the opposite no the the, the villains want that to happen but the the yeah. point of the movie is to is to overcome what the villains want and to uh release the video that proves that the uh, superheroes are real so that they will inspire people while the this secret organization doesn't want that to happen right so here's the thing though two things one that stuff can be faked and two even if it wasn't faked we see people like this 
These aren't superheroes. I've seen a really strong guy bend a thing. Yeah. I've seen geniuses. He's good. He's very clever. They're, they're actual geniuses. I think where the story went wrong is that, at least to me, is that, okay, if you look at this trilogy, the first one was Unbreakable. Who was the main character of Unbreakable? The guy who was Unbreakable, right? Then the next one is, um, what was it called? Shattered? Or no, what was Split. it called? Split. What? Split. Calling it Shadow would be great, especially with Glass being the third one. Yeah, so Split was the second one, and who was the main character? Of, well, technically, the main villain, I guess you could say. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it was James McAvoy. Yeah, exactly. So then in Glass, who should be the main character? Exactly. It should be Samuel Jackson, but he's just exactly. all of it. He's, exactly. That's where you drop the ball. Had the movie been about his character... And it and in like then you like you could have even introduced this twist, but you should have done it in a way where it was about this secret organization coming after him his whole life and him knowing so like you you flip it like you kind of do a Daredevil season one where you tell the story of Wilson Fisk as if he's the hero. And you tell the story of Glass as if he's the hero and this secret organization is the bad guy. That would have worked. It, had you told that story Samuel from the Jackson, Samuel Jackson doing um, playing a cat. So can you imagine if Samuel Jackson played a character that was gathering together superheroes and supervillains in order to, for a massive team up? I bet exactly. he could play that. But I bet Samuel Jackson would be great at playing a guy that teams up people with superpowers. It seems like something that he could do. Exactly, and so where I think it went wrong was. And like the whole movie was this build up to the crescendo that was supposed to be, they were supposed to go to this tower and display, you know, blah, blah, blah. What would have been better is if they had flipped it on its head. Because thus far in this, in this universe, we haven't seen any grand show of power. So, it, so and, but the movie was like building to this, right? It should have done the reverse. It should have started with the secret organization going after him and him being like him being like thwarting the secret organization and then him discovering who these superheroes are and then instead of it just being a showdown between these two have it have the real plot twist be oh you thought it was just these two no he found hundreds of people and they're all going to show up and they all have this big showdown and it's like, no, comics are real and there's nothing you can do about it because now hundreds of people are showing their powers and you see people who can fly and people who can, like, who can teleport and it's like, oh, the, X, like, the, comic, the comic book universe is real. And that you know what been... Been... Do you know what it feels like, though? It feels like, okay, so Unbreakable came out in 2000 Right, and was written before superheroes were common. It feels like Split came out in 2001, and then um, Glass came out in 2002, before Spider-Man, right? It feels like all this is like for people to get used to the idea of superheroes, but like superheroes are everywhere. So you're just saying the word superhero about four million times, and we get it, we've seen it. Well, see, I think that's where it went, that's where it failed, whereas to me, it, to me, it would have been better if leave leave Unbreakable alone, leave Split alone, 
but change glass to to like I said to where instead to where you actually because what would have turned it on its head is if it actually turned into a typical superhero movie because so far Shyamalan had stayed away from that and you only see two characters you've seen one in Unbreakable and you've seen one in Split and you see like you're set up so that Glass is the major villain but instead again like if you want to have a Shyamalan type twist flip that on its head and in Glass have it be that no, he was just, he's the good guy. He's the Professor X, but he used Magneto type techniques to be able to find all these people. And you thought those two were the only ones? Oh no, he found hundreds of people. And then that have this so big cool. where Especially everybody- you got these kids, you have an X-Men type set up. It's like all X-Men. That, I hate it so much, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna change awesome. it. That would have been, been, been a Shyamalan twist that nobody saw coming. Because Shyamalan's Mr. Like, oh, you know, he like his other movies are character movies. He sticks within like the story is a superhero story, but you don't see it coming because it's he focuses on the characters. Well, the twist should have been like, no, this was superheroes all along. And I'm like, what? And then and make it be in such a way that it's like, no, the X-Men are real. Like, there really are superheroes. There are people who can fly. It's not just, like, the twist of, like, are their powers real or are they crazy? It's like, no. Undeniably, there are millions, there are thousands of people it's out a, there with it's real a powers. Stupid, it's a stupid question to ask because we've already seen the first two movies. Exactly. That's why I said to, the, the twist should have been, yes, they're real, and make it in your face so that... It's like it's undeniable. Because like you said, at the end of the movie, the things that we see, they're powers that exist in real life. So that's not that big. But how many times have you seen somebody just take off and fly? How many times have you seen someone teleport <laughs> out of and out in front of you where like they're in front of you and now they're gone? You've never seen that in real life. So do that in the movie at the end and be like, yeah, fuckers, they're real. And then have you can still have the at the end, because to me at the end the whole thing was, what's your superpower? That's kind of like the message that it gets, right? And you can do that, like, just outright. You can just straight up be like, what's your superpower? And to me, it would have been a What's way great better. is that you could do that cheap, right? Like, look at Chronicle. Yes. Imagine, imagine uh, Chronicle's happening in this universe. Imagine that, and you have these kids just play. Imagine that it opens with kids playing with their superpowers, right? Like, uh, using, uh, like, moving rocks or whatever. And then you have this super organization kidnapping them. And then Glass goes to Bruce Willis. I forget his character. Well, see, I wouldn't do that. I would do, I would not have it open with kids playing with their superpowers. Um, just because I would still have it open with them all being in the same place. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I would still, I would have it open with the question of like, oh, are you crazy or is it real? But then they immediately get out. And so now you're like, well, wait, what's the rest of the movie? And the rest of the movie is focusing on Glass versus this, this organization where they keep trying to convince people they're crazy. But then, like I said, the third act is he found, and then in, this, in the um, second act, he's like, like, yeah, I went to, you know, he has the big confrontation where it's like, yeah, I was, I created all of the crashes. But then in the third act, it's like, no, he didn't have, he didn't find just two people. He found thousands of people. And then you see all of these crazy superpowers on display. That would have been awesome. 
Yeah, it would have been. You know what? That's Fuck it. I'm going to replace. I just, just so, uh, so we did our worst of the best of worst of the years. I didn't really make a list, but fuck it. I'm going to replace uh, Brightburn that was on my list for the waste potential because I thought that it had potential with Glass, which had so much potential from its previous movies. So Brightburn's now on my worst of the year list. Fuck it. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. All right. Are there any other movies that you wanted to talk about? Oh, uh, yeah, there's one more. Uh, which okay. is, um, it's, um, it's really stupid. <clears throat> it's called uh, Fairy Nights, which is a horror, a slasher movie where the villains are furries. And I'm like, I'm watching the shit out of that. And it was so stupid, which I wanted, right? And yeah. it's, and it's like, um, it's like people that bring in like experts to talk about stuff. I've been around like uh, the fairy community for, for like, four years so i'm like this is the dumbest shit i've ever seen right they have no idea what a furry is and more importantly these costumes suck right like you you go to a furry convention um and you can see like these well-crafted uh costumes that cost like two or three thousand dollars and i'm like you're making a horror movie about furries go to one of those conventions Get some proper costumes. The costumes, by the way, are really what ruined this movie because the acting sucks, right? But like, it's it's like it feels the same kind of shitty as teen uh, slasher movies from the eighties. Not not uh, the first Nightmare Before Christmas, but the fifth one, where they stopped giving a shit. It feels like that kind of acting. And, <laughs> okay. And they have so much stuff, but the. The, the costumes are terrible. One person is dressed like a teddy bear. The other one is dressed like the Easter bunny. Uh, one of them is dressed like Wags the dog from the Wiggles. It, they're just such shitty costumes. And literally, you could just go to a... Imagine if, you, if, you, if you're making a movie about, uh, about furries and you're like, you want to be in a horror movie you to be the villain and kill teenagers. I'm like, that sounds fucking phenomenal. What do I need? Fursuits. You don't require any good acting skills. Just bring your suit and you can do the thing. And it's like, does it make sense? Absolutely not. Who cares? You're going to be in a stupid horror movie. No one's going to see it. It's not even going to come out wide release. It's barely going to come out on streaming. You, you, it's going to have be on like one horror streaming service. You're welcome. Who gives a shit, right? And then you got this. And it's just so stupid. And the entire, the entire thing is that like these... Uh, this group of fairies are in a forest to have sex or something because that's all fairies do, I guess. But who cares? It's a dumb horror movie, right? And then this this guy shoots the guy dressed as a teddy bear uh, because he thought it was a real bear. And I'm like, you're not drunk enough for that to make sense. <laughs> that looks nothing like a real bear. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> that it, the entire movie is real stupid. And they don't they don't make, so, and they don't have, like, handlers, and they don't talk, and I'm like, one, no, and two, like, they're not even not talking, like, mascots, they're sort of making growling noises, and signaling each other through growls, and I'm like, you, you don't, you've never seen a fairy, you just heard about them from that time you were on 4chan. <laughs> it's, it's not good, and it, and it annoyed me that it was, that it was, this bad, but also this stupid. Uh, but there's, there's like, 
there's not even good kills in it. There's two good shots uh, where they're just all holding their weapons and they're dressed in dumb outfits. One of them looks exactly like Wags' dog from the Wiggles. What the fuck are you doing? Where did you get that costume? It's just so. It's just so stupid. But how did you hear about it? I just was searching uh, keywords. I thought that there might be a furry documentary, and then I found this one. Um, I okay. Just searched, I just searched keywords uh, and see what pops up and if anything's interesting. And it's just so bad. And I wasn't going to pay for it. Don't worry about that. All right? But it's on a streaming service that's free with ads. So I just watched it on that. Uh, so I didn't pay for it. Don't worry. And don't pay for it. In fact, don't even see it. It's literally only, it, it literally only is for people that either, A, I don't know who this is for, actually. <laughs> like, it's not interesting it's, enough. It's, it doesn't get anything right about fairies. So I don't know. So fairies wouldn't like it. I certainly didn't like it. Um, horror fans, fans of old slasher movies won't like it because slasher movies have evolved. Um, so, like, no, it's fine. Don't watch it. Who cares? Okay. It's just <laughs> really stupid. It has got a good poster, though. So I'll give it that. It's got a good poster and two good shots. There's a great shot with all of the, all of the people in their stupid costumes holding weapons and covered in blood. And, and there's um, another shot where they're, on the scene, uh, where they're on the hill and it's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> this movie sucks. And it's not interesting enough to be worth watching. It's just funny to me because you love stupid movies. Like, yeah, not, like not good movies. Like, you love shitty movies. Yeah, which is amazing to me. It's, I would watch. I'll probably watch. I, I, I wanted to watch it. And I enjoyed making fun of it and drinking. I especially enjoyed drinking. Um, but, like, no. Like, other, other bad movies I'll recommend people see because they're interesting. But this one specifically, you, you have so many better bad movies to watch. Which, you know, only you would utter that phrase. Oh, God, it sucks so hard. And yet you won't watch The Room, which gets me. I, that's because I can't find The Room. If it was streaming, I would have watched it the day it came out. Um, it came out... 2004 before you got I would have watched it 10 years after it came out uh-huh. <laughs> if it was on streaming I would have watched it by now but it's not and I would have had to pay like 50 bucks to get it I'm not paying 50 bucks for the room you can forget it well you could buy it for just you won't for a movie that probably life. won't work here so yeah that's the worst movie I saw this year interesting I saw another movie called Food Fight, which is a very boring and lame movie, but it has the worst animation I've ever seen. It was made for $100 million, and it looks like a 2002 uh, video game that you get in a cereal box. When was it made? It was made in 2012. Oh, okay. It was made in 2012, and it um, it it looks like it was made in 2004. Um, when was when did Toy Story come out, came out? It looked like it was made the the day after Toy Story, and then it nineteen ninety eight is when Toy Story came out. It's like they looked at Toy Story and they're like, "We can do that." Here's five bucks, 
and apparently someone stole the movie. The, the backstory of this uh, of Food Fight is way more interesting than the plot of Food Fight because the plot of Food Fight is that Christopher Lloyd um, kidnapped a cat girl and this uh, detective that's called Dex Dog Detective because they're fucking clever um, got kidnapped and then uh, all the serial boxes, the serial mascots are like, we're going to help you. And then they're like, no, you're not. No, we're not. We're going to be in this one scene. You're welcome, the movie. Now you can put us on the poster. Okay. And there's this uh, character played by, and like, they'd have like people in this. They have Charlie, and this was started filming and like, they probably recorded their movie, their voices like 2002. And then it took 10 years to make. Because these are very 2002 stars. There's uh, Charlie Sheen, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady, by the way, plays the chocolate mascot. And guess what the joke is? Tell me. The joke is that chocolate looks like he's black. So we're going to put in all the rest, all the jokes about that. And it's going to be hilarious. We promise. I'm like, oh, you guys suck. It costs $100 million. $100 million to animate this shit. They look like horrifying trolls. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know how many people you could feed cereal to with a hundred million dollars? All of them. That would be a better use of your time. Charlie Sheen plays the detective. Wayne Brady plays his stupid black sidekicks. Uh, Hilary Duff plays the girl. Um, Christopher Lloyd plays the villain. There's Nazis in this. Who the fuck is going to buy cereal with Nazis on it? What the fuck is wrong with this movie? <laughs> All right, so is that your last uh, movie that you didn't like? No, but, like, it's the worst one, so fuck it. You just said, so with Furry Nights, you said it was the last one. Well, this is yeah. Food Fight. Another one after the last one. Well, there's other bad movies I saw, but they're not interesting. Apparently neither are these. No, but they're interesting because, like, Food Fight is a boring movie, but its, horror, it's animation is horrifying. And Furry Nights is about furries, so I had to talk about it. Very strange. I know. Uh, I also saw Bird Box this year because um, they said that it was the lame ripoff of A Quiet Place, and it was, so there's that. Um, uh, there's, uh, there's just other boring movies. Who cares? Uh, you got anything else? Yeah. I'm only done like a movie. <laughs> The majority of it has just been you going off about movies. Yeah. Mainly you hate it. Um, well, you said that you um, you wanted me to do my list first. I did. So you go nuts. Okay. Um, I saw Good Boys, which is the classic, the best parts are in the trailer. Oh, um, yeah. I heard that it was a worse version or a better version of Booksmart, depending on who you ask. I never saw Booksmart, so I can't Booksmart say. Booksmart is great. Booksmart is very um, funny. It's about uh, these um, this uh, these two girls that are um, that are going into university because they worked real hard, and then it turns out that all of the uh, the people that were partying also got into those colleges. So it turns out that they just wasted all of their time, and so they're like, "Oh god damn it, we have one more day," and then they go to like a hundred parties. Okay, it's very funny. Uh, What's Good Boys about? It's not important. It's just, it, it's about these three kids. It's, they're like 12-year-olds, like three 12-year-old boys. Um, it's a hijinks and sue kind of movie. It's okay. It's, um, again, not great, not terrible. Um, the worst thing is that the funniest parts are in the trailers. That is um, a shame. I saw once a part that they have 
Yeah, it's, it's a shame, but, but it happens all the time. Um, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and here's the thing. Every, every male film buff that I know loves this movie. The males that I know that are not film buffs have the exact same opinion I do of this movie. The females that I know don't like, like have the same, have a similar opinion. Everybody, like if you were to go, I'm sure the Rotten Tomatoes just threw the roof on it. Everybody thinks this movie oh is awesome. It's so great. It's Tarantino's best. And I'm like, did we watch the same movie? I did not. They wanted to do um, Inglorious Bastards again, right? It's, it's, it has the Inglorious Bastards feel in that um, if you know, if you know about the, the, uh, Sharon Tate murder and the, um, the mansion, um, the, the Manson family, if you know about it, then I can't say that the movie is better, but it's different because it's an Inglorious Bastards, like the way Inglorious Bastards revised history. It's a, it's a, another history revision film. Um, but, but it's like but it's them kill. It's basically if Americans could um, be the ones that killed Hitler, and since that was like, Inglorious Bastards, not this movie. Yeah, Hitler's not. I know, I know. But Inglorious Bastards is the, uh, the if Americans were in the war and they could kill Hitler personally. Yeah, and since uh, like uh, um, there's nothing complicated about hating Nazis, it works. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I liked Inglorious Bastards again. Didn't think it was great. Well, I liked it. It was good. Um, but this movie, I didn't like it. It To me, it felt like two hours of boring and then like 20 minutes of, huh. <laughs> that was it. This, so the last, I like, so I, I was talking about this to, uh, with my coworkers and they agreed with me. They were like, yeah, the last 20 minutes was, the last 20 minutes was the best part of the movie, but the whole movie was just like this long setup that just, it was so, like, I don't give a shit about Leonardo DiCaprio's character at all. You could have had the last 20 minutes of the movie with, like, 10 minutes of setup, and it would have been better. There's, the um, whole movie is just, like, it goes on and on about Leonardo DiCaprio and how he's a failed actor. Well, he's not a failed actor, but he's, like, he's an alcoholic, so his career is being ruined by his alcoholism. And it's just, I don't give a shit. And then you, and also they're showing Brad Pitt's character, which I give even less of a shit about. And I have no idea. Well, I do have an idea. The reason why they showed him beating Bruce Lee was to be like, oh, see, he's a badass. Wink, wink, pay attention. That's going to come back into, that's going to factor in later. But you didn't need it. I didn't need to see him <laughs> beating Bruce Lee to think he's a badass. You could have just had him be a badass at the end and it would have been like, oh, he's a badass. Now everybody's going, wait, was that racist? Because why did he, why it's did they throw not- in? Because there was no reason for them to do that except for the whole, like, a foreshadowing of him being a badass. Which, again, him being a badass at the end did not need foreshadowing. You just see him. He's, he's the typical rugged, tough guy character. That's fine. We get it. He's a badass. He's also a stunt double. You could have just shown him in one scene being this, like, doing a crazy stunt, and it would have been fine. You did not need him to beat up, to beat up Bruce Lee. Makes no fucking sense. Um, and just like the rest of the fucking movie, it's just, it's so long, in my opinion, and it's just like, oh, I don't care about any of this. The only interesting part is at the end with the Sherry, with the Manson family, and to me, there's a better story in there that they didn't tell. When Brad Pitt's character goes, um, so, okay, he's, 
he's like this 50 year old man who is like the manservant slash best friend of Leonardo DiCaprio and he's a stunt double but he's like his best friend so he like does all he he doesn't he can't get a job in Hollywood anymore because he's such an asshole on set that he got fired and like no and Hollywood's like a closed loop so like you get fired from one they won't let you get hired by anybody else so mm-hmm. um so like that's the character that's the thing that's going on and um Leonardo DiCaprio keeps like trying to force people to hire Brad Pitt but Leonardo DiCaprio is like having a hard time getting roles because he used to be a movie star and now he's been relegated to TV which again in the US before like the 2000s that was a big deal like if you were a movie star you were considered at a higher level than a tv star tv stars were just nobodies now i'm so, pretty sure it's the other way around uh you get to do more interesting stuff on tv because it's a lower budget well yeah maybe and in some instances but um there's still a little bit there, there's still a little bit of that prestige of like if you can hang in just movies and you don't have to go to tv then you're still considered like with the Mandalorian, um, you know the the it's a TV show. Well, it's not really a TV show. It's like a it's a cable show, I guess. But um, when the yeah, but the characters, the 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 people who are in it are movie stars, and that does give it a like, ooh, they're movie stars. Like this isn't just like Jennifer Aniston. Screw her, she's a TV star. And again, like even though Jennifer Aniston has been in several movies, she's still considered a TV star. And that's what I'm saying. Like there's this there's this like the stereotype of like tv is like yeah whatever you're just a tv star but movie like ooh movie and so he was a movie star that was relegated to tv now nobody wanted to put him in movies and um so there's a whole long thing about that nobody gives a shit but brad pitt is like while he's doing stuff at leonardo dicaprio's house like fixing a satellite and shit like that um he meets he's driving around town and he meets this young girl it was the 60s, so it was, um, you know, it was like hippie movement, and she ends up being part of the Manson family. Now, when I say young girl, I mean, like, I'm assuming she's, like, 16. and um, uh, She looks, like, 30 or whatever? No. I'm assuming she's 16. Okay. So, um, so and, he, and he picks her up, and, of course, she's, like, you know, all hippie movement and everything. And you're thinking like, don't fuck this kid. You can be her father. Like, don't do it. And then he almost does, but then he doesn't. And the story that's a better story is if you had followed that story to him going to the, like, they they basically took over this, um, um, it's like an old set. But um, so back when they used to do, like, do 60s, instead of necessarily building sets, they would sometimes, like, rent land and like shoot there and so this man who owned the land he he's like this old man and the manson family came in and took over his land and so that could have been a way better story and they just shit the bed with that i really hate movies i really hate bad movies that have like show good movies inside them like if you just did this to me it would have been way more interesting to stay on, because they, they build it up, it's, like, suspenseful. He gets there, and he's, like, like, everybody's, like, staring at him, like, he's the outsider, right? Because they basically turn it into a compound. And Manson is not at the compound. We do see Manson for, like, a shot, but he's literally, like, the shot you see in the commercial is all you see of Manson. We don't see him outside of that. But um, okay. but we do go to the compound, and um, it turns out that as a stunt double, he used to work there, so he knows the guy who owns the land. So he's, like, where is he? 
and you make it, they have it build up to where you think that they either killed him or that they're abusing him. And they're just like, they're taking it over. And then you find out like, no, what they said was true. Like they were like, oh, he's blind. And um, he fell in love with this young girl who took over. Well, she's not young. She's like in her twenties, but um, like she kind of, because of her, he let them move in and mm -hmm. like did take over the yeah. compound. And so they tell Brad Pitt that, and he's like, yeah, write a likely story. Like, I know that old man, he wouldn't do it. And then it's like, and so that would have been a much better story of like, what happened? And then um, they try to attack him. They try to attack Brad Pitt. And he kind of just like, he just beats him and it's over. And it would have been a way better story if he was like in danger. And if it, you know, if it, like the whole story on the compound was a better movie then the whole fucking movie that we got. And then, but then we ended up having to go to Italy with, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and then he gets married. And then when they come back, that's when like the only good part of the movie happens, which is the very end, which is when they reimagine the, um, the Manson murders, the, or the Sharon Tate um, situation. But what happens is they go to the wrong house and they go to um, Leonardo DiCaprio's house and it just so happens that it's the last night that Brad Pitt is living there because Brad Pitt like lived in like the back house or something, but he was moving because um, Leonardo DiCaprio can't afford to keep him on salary anymore. And now he's married. So he's got to move on. So it was the last night and he had decided to walk a dog, to walk his dog. And uh, when he came back from walking the dog, the, they, the Manson family had come to the house and the only person home at the time, I think, was the wife. Uh -huh. And then, then like, that's, like, that's the best part of the movie. Like, when the Manson family decides to, they're, they're, in real life, they actually went to Sharon Tate's house, and they did all kinds of horrible things. Well, instead of going to Sharon Tate's house, they decided to go to Leonardo DiCaprio's house. And that's when the movie gets interesting, and it's, like, the last 20 minutes of it. But meanwhile, I feel like the movie's, like, four hours long, because of all the bullshit we went through with Leonardo DiCaprio, and then we had a better movie with the Brad Pitt part that just shit the bed. So um, I did not like One Time in Hollywood, and I don't understand why everybody else loved it so much. My personal favorite review, I have the reviews up now. My personal favorite review is um, by Damien Levi, uh, and he says, watching the movie is like listening to uh, a friend explain a Wikipedia article they've been obsessed with for since they were 15. Kind of, yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to guess what this movie is, because I know Quentin Tarantino, and even though I like Inglourious Bastards, he's very hit or miss. So, <clears throat> uh, Feet. Oh, um, it's about his love of Feet and uh, Hollywood and rewriting history. About those three things, and that's it. That's I don't know why you said feet. He's got a foot fetish, and he puts is his, and he puts feet uh, shots in his in his movies all the time, and it's very distracting. So, um, yeah, you you pretty much hit it on that one. Okay, um, next I saw Hobbs and Shaw. It was fine. Oh, I liked it. Fun. It was it was what you wanted to see. It was Idris uh -huh. Elba being Black Superman, Invincible, and um. The Rock and Jason Statham, who hated each other in the previous entries. Oh, and they also, they do a, a mini retcon. So they did that with 
with um, Hobbs in the Fast and Furious movies earlier, where Hobbs was now not a bad guy, although he technically never really was because he was a cop, but you know, whatever. Um, but Shaw has now been ratconned to officially being a good guy. So I guess we're just forgetting or we're, we're excusing the fact that he killed Han, but whatever. Absolutely. Um, it, um, the Fast and Furious movies are like X-Men, wherein they, they only care, they, they treat the canon of, these, of the previous movies like they were, like the director of the previous movie sort of explained while drinking what happened in the last one, but none of the others before that because who cares? Also, they learn to, um, I like the way they, <laughs> they're so stupid because they, they act like eight-year-olds and the way that they defeat um, Idris Elba is, okay, so he can fight both of us. So he can fight us one-on-one, but what if we punch him together? And they have to learn yeah, to punch together and that's the plot. And yeah. the, the entire movie is them just being dicks to each other. I found this movie very fun, but also, like, it's not Because it's exactly what you thought it would be, and it was, like, you didn't, nobody, not one person went to see this movie expecting Shakespearean performances or Wells-like, you know, directing. We went to see The Rock and Jason, we wanted to see Jason Statham kick and punch a bunch of people. We wanted to see The Rock be comic relief. We wanted to see what we we wanted to see exactly what we got, and we were I good. think I think a movie that is like, hey, you know, you see this trailer, right? You see how you see this trailer. Do you like this trailer? Yes, you like the movie. Come and do it. I respect. I mean, that's that gives you exactly what it was. I, I respect a trailer that's like unapologetic. They're like, yeah, we know this movie's not gonna be for everyone. It's real stupid, but like the people that see it. We'll love it. We promise. Um, next up is Late Night. Um, oh. it's, a, it's on... TV host, isn't it? Oh, yes. Um, it's a cute movie. It, w- it was fun. Um, most of the movies that I saw last year were not bad. Most of them weren't... They weren't right. <laughs> but they weren't bad. Um, this is another one. It's It was pretty good. It was... Um, it's more like the trailer makes you think it's more about Mindy Kaling's character than it is. It's more about, um, it's more about, uh, what's her name? Damn it. I can't remember her name now. Um, Emma Thompson. It's more about Emma Thompson's character than Mindy Kaling. Oh yeah. I get what you mean. I just remember Emma Thompson being in the trailer a lot, but yeah, she's, it feels like she's a supporting character. Yeah, the trailer makes you feel like you're about to watch this movie through the eyes of Mindy Kaling, and it's like, and and Emma Thompson's like the talent that she's trying to become, and that's true. But it's more like the movie more focuses on Emma Thompson than on Mindy Kaling, so it's just not. Yeah, but it's good. Um, no, let's see. Um, I saw big movies like you know Spider Man Far From Home, Men in Black International, Captain Marvel. Shazam! You didn't like Shazam. We talked about it. I hated Shazam. Okay, uh, Shazam was the first movie that you know me. I love superhero movies, but every yep. time and I get pissed off about this because it happens all the time. People are like, eh, "Superhero movies are just for white males." No, they're not. Like comic book movies, they're just for white males. No, this was the first movie that felt like it was designed specifically for white males, age eighteen to thirty-four. 
because they're the ones that you hear praising this movie, talking about how awesome it was. Anybody older than that was like, it was kind of dumb. I don't and really, I can't find um, a female who thinks that it was awesome. I found females that were like, yeah, it was pretty good, but I can't find a single female who thinks it was awesome. This movie was like, it was demographic specific. It's the first comic book movie that makes me feel like this is not, this genre was not for me. And this is my all. I love this genre. Like all the way back to the Dark Knight. This is like I even liked the original Fantastic Four movies. Well, not original, but the ones with Chris with uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, two thousand five, two thousand seven, or whatever. Yeah, I love comic book movies. But this is the first movie that felt like, nah, this isn't for you. You're too old for this, and you just you think all the jokes are stupid, and you think it's dumb. That's exactly. I'm going to tell you something very unsurprising. I really like the 1994 uh, Fantastic Four movie. The 94 one that uh-huh. no one has seen? No, nope. I love that movie. I think that it's great. It's made for like five bucks. You would. But other yeah. than that, I really dug it. Anyway, carry on. Late night. Right. Uh, we already did it. Um, I saw... You didn't go into it much. Um, well, I have too many. I have to keep going. Um, I point. saw The Sun is Also a Star, which was... Oh. It was it was okay. It was um, I'm not really a romantic movie type of person, so this wasn't made for me. I like um, romantic movies that that are part of a bigger story. What do you mean, like part of a universe? No, part of a bigger story, like uh, like or what you mean time? with a romance part of a bigger story? Yeah, when uh, th- when the romance is the focus, I don't really usually I don't like it. Sometimes I do. Uh, if I like the characters, I'm like, I dig it. But like, if, like for example, About Time is a romantic story, but it's also about his family and time travel. And you and really get- You might like this one because it's a very character heavy story. Mm-hmm. Um, but you might not like it because the story is all about romance. Like it's literally just like romance. Um, it was okay. I also saw- Little, which I thought was cute, Opposite kind of, of funny, beak, right? Actually, like kind a, of, yeah, yeah. That's because what she does, about. yeah, because she does. I never thought of it like that, but yeah, she instead of being a kid in an adult body, she's an adult in a kid body. So yeah, it's, it's the opposite of little. I mean, the opposite of big. Um, I saw us. Can we talk I, about us? I want to talk about us because I haven't. I don't really know how I feel about that movie. I know exactly how I feel about that movie. It was a major disappointment. I came into that movie expecting another level. It, it, part of it is my fault with the expectations. I came in expecting another get out. It was not. The whole thing was so horribly predictable to me that I couldn't enjoy it. And I didn't like and the characters that, that much. I mean, the ending. The, like, the whole so-called twist was not a twist. They told you at the very beginning. How is that yeah, a twist? They showed you. The, the, the problem was that they showed you the, the girl, right? So you're like, yeah, they we saw it the already. They showed us the entire thing because, okay, so when I watch movies like this, I pay attention to everything because usually when you go back, you're like, oh, they were telling us in the beginning. The problem was he lingered so long on all the clues that I had it figured out before the movie happened. In the very beginning, the first thing we see is all of these video cassettes and their titles of movies and if you have watched those movies you know what's about to happen i really and hate the fact that um 
that I, I so it feels like M. Night Shyamalan to me where he made a great movie but he's fo focused so much on the twist and setting up the twist that he forgets to make the movie right and then the next scene is um is hands across america and so when no, you, and then after unsurprisingly you look, i had no idea what hands across america was due to oh, not being american being and also yeah. being in the 80s it feels very reagan though from what i've heard about before. reagan no it's not reagan it's uh it was during the reagan era but it's not a reagan thing reagan was no, not very get together no, that was anti-reagan yeah he's not great but it feels like something that came out because of everything that reagan was doing and him yes everything he's doing it's like people that make uh movies that are um that are against the politics of trump it feels like that happened in that era for that reason but this movie has was a like a TV show, or not TV show, but like it was a TV commercial, but it was supposed to be a movement where like everybody holds hands. But like um, no one did because we, no one took it seriously. A few people did, um, but not like it was supposed to be a worldwide thing where like literally everybody goes out, but no, like yeah, not a lot of people did. Um, but yeah, so if you it knew, feels, you know the it, backstory of the movies they show and of what Hands Across America is, then you already figured out the whole movie. Fun fact, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I knew it from the title and the poster. Well, the, see, I from the, I was the opposite because I, I was I didn't know that it was I didn't know to look for a twist, so I didn't know so I didn't know until later that uh they'd swapped, but like everything else. Oh no, I figured out that they swapped like immediately. Um I didn't, when, I didn't figure out that they swapped because I was when I looked at the poster, I, the poster I saw I looked at it through the lens of having seen Get Out, and I, the way I thought Us was supposed to be, which is why I did not like Us, is because in my mind, there was so much of a better movie. <laughs> I thought Get Out was about them. Us was about us. So I thought it was like a flip on it to where Get Out was about the, was like about liberal racism. I thought us was going to be more about internalized racism. That would have been it interesting. Wasn't. It was all about classism, but in a very in your face way. And um, us also is supposed to mean like us. So yeah. <clears throat> he totally switched ships. He started with race and then he went straight into classism and race and classism are tied, but he didn't go that route either. <laughs> so he just kind of changed boats and I so that's why when I saw us and I saw two versions of the same person and scissors, I thought it was like with most black people or most even immigrants from what I understand, you have a public persona and then you have like your actual persona, right? The funny so, like, thing in order is that that's what he was going for. And us? Like, yeah, that, no, he said that. In, it, it just didn't come across like that at all. It Well, no, it was... For he, to me, this film didn't have to do with race as much as it had to do with class, but not in a way in which race and class are tied, because race and, cl and class are tied, especially in the U.S. But he didn't do either of those things. He just went straight for class, and he did it in a in a very in-your-face way. And to me, it would have been better if this was if he'd stuck with race and it had been like the first one was about 
how the well, the so-called well-meaning white people see black people. And the second one would have been about how black people see themselves. That would have been way better. That was the movie I thought I was going to see. And it was not the movie I got, especially when you have the entire, cause like in the trailer, you just see a black family like you see the black doppelganger standing outside the, the black family. So to me, it was like, oh, us versus who we think we are. And yeah, that was what he did. But again, he did it entirely through the lens of classism. And it was a more universal thing. And it was done so in your face and so telegraphed at every moment that I was, it lost me. And the like, I don't is, understand how uh, people how much did not. I like how much how of this I, is I, expectations and how much of it is like the fact that it's not get out because there's a lot of things here there's um your expectation in the movie i gave it three stars for the record um there's your expectation you in the movie question? yeah um oh. you know, there's your expectation in the movie there's um the fact that it's not as good as get out but without all of that how does it hold up itself my question is how is it that anybody didn't understand the entire time that she was the tethered. How do you not? It's so in your face. The whole freaking movie. They literally show her swap with her. How did you not get that? How do you get to the end of the movie and you're like, a twist? That wasn't a twist. They literally showed it. What the? I don't like. I talked to so many people who didn't get it. And well, I was it's like, because How? I wasn't looking for it. I was trying to figure I out what this movie was about. Wait, you didn't get the twist until the end? Uh, no, because I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about it. Is the thing, but he literally showed. He literally showed the twist girl swapping, and then yeah. they. It's like to me, it was to me, it was so in your face. It was like slapping. If us it was in the a face Shyamalan movie, and I was expecting a twist, I would have picked it immediately. But because I wasn't expecting a twist, I just didn't think about it. I was but just to me, the, it to, was, that's my was whole point. It wasn't because, like, okay, so in the beginning, you see. And like you, after you see, so even if you don't know what the, what's on those VHSs and you don't know what the Hands Across America thing is, if you don't, if you don't have any context and you're just watching and you're seeing a little girl watch TV, okay, they showed enough of her as a little girl that we, even without her saying very much, we understand who her personality is. They kind of pulled a Mandalorian where like you get her personality just through watch, just through observing her, okay? Then she's drawn to the underground or to that, to that uh, maze. And you see lightning and everything, which lets you know something ominous is happening. And then um, the next time we see her, she's acting weird. We no, already I get know her it. It's pretty obvious. Like um, it's pretty obvious, but it's like it is. I just wasn't looking for a twist. So I... switch. Like that I, was to a me, bad I don't... move. And then but on it top doesn't of that, matter. whether or not you predicted the twist, um... it's not predicted. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, I, people keep saying predicting and a twist. It's not a twist, and it wasn't predicted. He showed it to us the whole fucking movie. It was right there. He was like, look, this is not the same girl. Hey, look, this girl is the tethered girl from down below. Like, the whole time. That's why I'm like, when it ended, I'm like, this was stupid. And everybody else was like, oh, the twist. I'm like, what twist? Everything was out in the open. Maybe it's just me. Maybe uh, it's you're, just me. You're really good at focusing on story. Other people, like me, are just, don't think of or care okay, about... But here's the thing. Even if the, only person, the only person who, who I think I focus on twists for is M. Night Shyamalan. Whenever he does a movie, I'm like, what's the twist going to be? And then I predict it all okay, the time. Okay, but here's, here's my question. You who focuses on entirely on characters, how did you not know she was a different girl? I because the character yeah. in the beginning, 
was a completely different girl than the character in the, than the little girl in the middle. She couldn't speak. She had an awkward smile. She acted funny. And the mom kept saying, I this is not my little girl. Trauma. Yeah, but little, okay, so here's I, the thing. I thought it what would be about girl, trauma or something. Trauma. Yeah, and that, that's what they kept saying. But then a little girl oh, who wow. experienced trauma, what? I did wowing. not realize how high it was. It's got 93% Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, because so many stupid people think it was awesome. Like, this was the year of me not agreeing with the crowd. I no, didn't I agree with that one. I didn't agree with uh, with the well, uh, once upon a time. The crowd also didn't like it. That has a fifty nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes for the uh, most people. Oh, what? So the first one was the critic score. Yeah. So ninety three percent of critics liked it, and ninety eight percent of um, critics liked uh, Get Out. Eighty six percent of the audience liked Get Out, and fifty nine percent of the audience liked. Us. Yeah, I'm I'm in the other end. I'm not a fan of us. Um, next up, I saw yeah. Captain Marvel, Greta, which I think I already talked about. Um, did yeah, I talk about did. Alita before? Alita, I did. I brought up Alita. Okay. Um, I saw Longshot and John Wick 3. Um, John Wick 3 was pretty good, but I have to admit that it wasn't memorable because I don't remember. Well, the action is really good. The story is pretty um, weird and stupid. It's stupid. It's got a stupid story. The first third of that movie is just pure action, and it's awesome. And then the rest of it, I'm yeah. like, all right, he's doing this dumb shit. And I'm like, you, you, you know the first one is about a guy who got his dog killed, right? Now you got this shit going on. You've made it too big. Yeah, it ends up like in the desert and shit. And it's like, there's a lot that happens, but the best parts are the action, which is probably why I don't remember it. Because I, re I remember the action. Like, the action scenes were awesome. The action scenes the action for scenes each movie great. get better. Yeah, like the, the action scenes keep getting better for each movie, but I feel like the story might not be. Plus, <laughs> so... um, I, I don't know what other movie does this, but I saw two movies this year. I think where uh, there's a giant plot point that likes to take like 20 minutes and they're like, and forget it. Doesn't matter. So he walks through that <laughs> desert, right? He walks through that desert with the dogs and Halle Berry and he walks through the desert and then he goes to like the head assassin or some bullshit. And then they're like, cool. In order to survive, you need to kill this guy. And then he goes back to the, and then he goes back and he doesn't do that. Making that entire trip useless. That entire 20 minute no, scene in the it, desert is utterly pointless. They could have just sent no, a messenger. It, no, no. The whole point of that is that there's going to be a four. Because. Yeah, but, like, the, the, but you didn't need the, point, the desert it, to set it up. What you do right. like is the, you have a messenger. Was, you um, the desert was weird, but five it, minutes. It, explains, it explains the fact that, like, yeah, you may have gotten out of the New York assassination, but the rest of the world is going to be hunting you. There's no place. There's no safe place. Um, then what else? Oh, I watched Happy Death Day to You. I thought that was fun. fun. I love that movie. Like, it's, it's utter nonsense. And, it, and it's like, oh, you thought the first one was funny. Did we do that on purpose? <laughs> I don't know. But let's, let's, just, let's just lean into it for the sequel. And they <laughs> turn it into, like, sci-fi. And I, I dug it. I thought it was really yeah. fun. Yeah, it was it was cute. Um, and then I watched um, What Men Want, which is a reverse of What Women Want. 
I hate what women want. Uh, I've found it so stupid. You would hate what men want because it's right. the same thing, but through a female perspective. I wonder if it's where just she can sexist, hear men. I, I just, I just didn't like the characters at all, and I thought that I thought that all You're the, not gonna the, like the thoughts were like pretty obvious. Um, pretty obvious. Yeah, jokes. it's exactly. It's pretty much exactly the same thing. The only difference is it's a woman doing that with men uh, and the same, the same situation where with him, he never really thought about what women wanted, but he thought that he could figure it out and like manipulate them. And then yeah. when he actually does get the chance to hear their thoughts, he manipulates them. It's the same thing, but with a woman, it's a woman who's like, Oh, men just want sex and <laughs> to watch sports. And oh, then cool. so it's just she as hears shitty thoughts as the first one. And, it's, it's just a reverse. Then she hears men's thoughts and then she learns that, oh, they do have other interests besides just sex and, and oh, sports. I'm they glad that we have this people. movie so that we, that we learn that lesson. Thank you, movie. Yep. So, it feels like it um, came out exactly the same year as uh, What Women Want. It, it sounds as obvious and stupid as that movie. I mean, I was fine with it. I liked what men, I liked, wait, is it the way? I liked what, what women, women want. want. So this one was just a, a flip on it. So I was fine with it too. I liked it too. Um, is it good? I just, no. I just don't get why, um, why people love that movie. Because I told, I told someone that I didn't like what women want. And they're like, what? How can you not like it? I'm like, because it's stupid. <laughs> um, Greta, I think I already talked about because it, it was such crap. Mm -hmm. um, Captain Marvel we've talked about before, right? Yeah. Uh, you said uh, that um, that she shows emotion and people need to just get over it. Yeah. Um, did we talk about Longshot? Yeah. That's the... We did? uh I th Didn't we? Maybe someone else. You do it. Do it again, just in case. <laughs> um, it's the political movie with um, Charlize Theron and um, Seth... Um, Seth Rogen. Rogue, no, yeah, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Um, it's goofy, and it has like some moments that are like it's, it's not a stupid movie, but it's it's a, just a goofball movie, but it's still a good movie. I it's don't fun. like Seth Rogen movies. There's this guy in a Discord that I'm a part of because I I'm uh I'm supporting Mark uh Mark Riley on Patreon, so I'm part of his Discord. And there's this guy that brings up Sausage Party all the time just to be a troll. And I respect that. Commit to the bit. But, like, I don't like his movies. <laughs> I do-ish. Um, to me, he's hit or miss. But I like more than I don't. So, um, Sausage Party was so stupid. But here's the thing. Like, it's amazing to me. This is what's amazing to me. You mm -hmm. love objectionably terrible films. But then when there are films mm. that are stupid for the sake of being stupid, you're like, that's dumb. And yeah, I because, think that's amazing. Okay, so, so this is the reason why. I like movies that are really stupid, but they're trying their hardest to be clever, right? That's the but difference. Why? Those are the worst movies. I like the opposite. I, I like a movie. I feel like there's charm. This is just a stupid movie. Watch it, because it's, you know, why not? It's just 90 minutes. It's a stupid movie. Watch it. And then I'm like, okay, it was a stupid movie. All right, I'm good. We're good. I saw it. Like, like, like that... That to me is better when it, it is what it is. It's not pretending to be something else. It's not trying to be a better movie. Those movies pissed me off. That's like like what uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was. It was trying to be a way better movie than it was. 
Well, here's I don't the like thing that. about that though. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it when it's like when it's on a high budget and like it feels like it's well made and then it's dumb. I hate it. But when like but when, it's just, when it feels like it's shot. a couple of guys, when it feels like it's a couple of guys in the in the backyard with a film camera, I'm like, you have to be really bad and really obnoxious for me not to like you. But like, like it, which like makes an, no sense. Why the shit does that make any sense to you? What the hell? That does. I don't. That doesn't make any damn sense. Plus, most of the movies I see aren't bad. They just have goofy premises. Um, Uh, I disagree. I think you see a lot of bad movies, and then you excuse them. I see. I see a lot of. Hang on. I see a lot of bad movies, but I know they're bad, and I say they're bad. I just watch them. And to me, that's what like. There's some movies that like most. Okay. Like, Most Seth Rogen no circumstances should a normal person see cats for the sake of being stupid movies, and it's okay. They're just goofball comedies. Just let them be the thing, and you're like, no, I hate that thing. Why? Because you you love stupid shit. I don't understand. I well, don't I understand. Don't, I don't like most stupid, stupid shit. Like, and I exactly. like the stuff. It's just like it's a stupid thing. Just enjoy the stupid thing, and I'm like, all right, well, I enjoy I the like, stupid thing. I like, um, but I, it, it depends on how obnoxious I feel they're being. Because in such a party, they're super obnoxious. They're like, look at this, we're doing Pixar, but it's food, and we're gonna make tons of jokes around that. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I hate you. Okay, here's the thing with Seth Rogen movies and even Will Ferrell movies, you gotta think of them like. What would two comedians who sat around and smoked pot all day, if they were going to come up with a movie, what would it be? That's exactly. what these movies. That's what I, these movies are. You just have to go with it, or just don't watch them because they're never going to be anything else. Probably that's, not. That's like I'm a big fan of. Um, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith, but I've only liked one of his movies. How can you be a big fan and you only like one movie? He's a he's do, doing podcasts. He does interviews. I like him as a person, and I love his podcasts. Um, so you like his, his mo- persona. You just don't like yeah, his movies. Exactly. Ah. Well, you're strange. Yeah, I, I see a lot of <laughs> I see a lot of movies, but like there there's a difference between movies everyone hates that I like, like um, Alita: Battle Angel. A lot of people hate that movie because the story's weak. But I'm like, but she's so cute, though. Look at her. She's got the big eyes. It's Sorry, adorable. Speak, but that's another movie that I found to be fine. It's yeah, okay. it's fine. It's, it's fine, of time to me. It would have been better if, like, because, like, the plot all happens, like, at the end. And it's mm-hmm. like, you had, like, two hours, and you waited to the last 20 minutes to get a plot going. And then you just abruptly end it. And I'm like, what the shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not, it's not terrible. They I'm not going to say it's mis- they it's set a up a movie. sequel they're definitely not going to get. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I hate it when movies do that. Like with Infinity War, that's completely different because we all knew another movie was coming. Exactly. We knew it. They're not going to stay dead. We know that there's going to be an end to this, which is why I was like, I don't even need a trailer. Just give it to me. Just inject it into my veins. And I'd like to point out that <laughs> Infinity War felt like a real movie. It felt like a full movie, c- completing character arcs and doing all the other stuff. The plot itself exactly. was half of the plot, but like as for the character arcs, you get them there, and then you, uh, then you end the character arcs, and then when we see them in Endgame, they all they, they, they've all failed exactly. But it feels like a yeah, real movie. Almost, I, actually, you can kind of look at it as Infinity War is Thanos' movie. 
Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let people say the, that. Yeah. Um, there's another, uh, another, um, feels like you saw a whole, you, there's a story and it was told and it was told well. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. So yeah. I like, I like, um, movies that have silly premises, but I enjoy them because I like the characters or I find it charming, but I don't like really stupid movies. Uh, I just watch them because I'm a sadist, masochist. Yeah. Um, I watch things because I want to experience the bad things in order to it, to respect the good things more. Nothing gets me to like animation more than watching a uh, food fight because I'm like, oh, apparently you can fuck up basic animation. I'm sorry, boss baby, for not respecting you as much. <laughs> okay. At least I can um, see what's happening. Which, did I talk about last Christmas already? Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Yes. And the very okay. Um, so last Christmas, I thought was an adorable movie. Everybody else hated it. But I was like, it was so adorable because it's such a feel-good movie. It's yeah. an uplifting. You said um, it. Yeah, um, I love that. They also, also don't they saw, play all of his songs? Uh, they play a lot of George Michael. And um, to spoil it, the movie is... The plot of Last Christmas is if you take the song Last Christmas Mm -hmm. and you take it out of context, that's the plot of the movie. Uh, So we also both saw a film that I feel like you enjoyed more than I did. Probably. And it was Knives Out, which so many people thought about how awesome it was written. And I'm like, did we watch the same movie? I I loved the, um, the main character in that played by Daniel Craig, and I liked the movie. The, tw- the, the reveal of who the villain was was super obvious because he's an asshole, and he's a different kind of asshole to everyone else. And he sort of just inserts himself into the plot. And I'm like, you weren't here. The main, the main character wasn't Daniel Craig. It was uh, Darmus. Fine. I like Daniel the... Craig, though. And I, I want him, yeah. that character specifically, to be in a better mystery. Because I knew the mystery... Straight up. I'm like, oh, it's obviously you. Thank you. Why would you anyone else except him? I don't understand how so many people are like, ooh, it was such a good... No! No, it wasn't. We all saw it coming. It was not... Like, yeah, the journey was fine. It was okay. The characters were the best part because they were... Everybody pretends it is. Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. The characters were, were good satires of modern political discourse and modern people. You got the millennial, the guy that's always on Twitter. You got the asshole, the one that thinks they're liberal, but it's actually an asshole, right? And the racist, right? I get it, right? We're doing that. I mean, most right. of them were racist. Though. Most of them were racist, but one of them thought that they were liberal, but was also racist. All of them were racist. That's like why they didn't want her to- so, okay, that, that's where I disagree, because I feel like all of them thought they were liberal except for the one grandson. Like that's every, true. Because everybody I think, I think all of them thought that they were fine and they were going to, it's like, we'll support you. And then it turns out that she gets all yeah. the money because they're all assholes. And yeah. Daniel, the only, but like, and I get it and I hate all of them and I'm meant to and I like the ones that I'm meant to like. I like Daniel Craig, I like whoever the main character was and I like the dead guy. <laughs> the dead um, guy. Those three were good characters, and I liked them, and I hated all the ones I was supposed to hate. I liked all the characters. Story's weak as shit. The story's very yes. weak. The, the mystery is obvious. I didn't know how he did it, but I knew he did it. 
the moment he came in, I'm like, I wonder who it is. I don't think it's any of these people uh, because they're all just running around being assholes. And then Chris Evans comes in. It's Chris Evans, by the way. Chris Evans comes in and is like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm in the movie now. I'm a big name actor, but all of them are. So like, it's probably not me. I'm in a sweater. It's fine. And then he helps her. And then he's like, oh, you accidentally killed them. That's fine. I'll help you cover up a murder. I'm like, well, you're obviously a bad person then for not immediately going to the police. So like, fuck you. Also, someone had to pay him. So we have this mysterious person who had to pay Daniel Craig in order to investigate the murder. And then Chris Evans shows up like at half an hour before the ending. I wonder who it is. Oh, it's Chris Evans? <laughs> I am shocked. Well, yeah. And then speaking of foreshadowing, so the very first time we see Chris Evans he um the dogs like bark and go off crazy now we just watched every single person arrive including the detectives and the dogs were chill the dogs were like whatever they're new people okay chris evans come and the dog's like rawr, 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 rawr. and so i'm like i'm sure that's not going to come into play later oh, and I'm then sure um, <laughs> right and then when they're going through like so the first time they tell her story to where she accidentally killed him. I'm like, first of all, she didn't accidentally kill him. Because what are That's the odds about, that... That is, that is literally the, the one thing that I'm like, if you thought that she accident, that the reveal would be that she accidentally killed him, that would be so stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. This is a um, mystery. It's obviously someone else. Next. Right. And then... Um, and... So I, well, for a second, like in the very beginning, I thought the mystery was going to be that he didn't actually die. That he was just setting up this game to watch all of them sweat i also that me thought that <laughs> i thought that it as well come out later and have been like psych none of you fuckers are getting my money get the fuck out that would have been better <laughs> i actually i would have pre i predicted that at the start before chris evans showed up uh -huh. before, before chris evans showed up i'm like well he well the a great twist would be if he wasn't dead and he was just setting this right. up like um have you seen a movie called the game yes that and I've also seen um, a movie called Murder by Death, which, um, oh, Murder by Death is a classic. It is hilarious. It is so stupid, but it is hilarious, and it's a classic, and I love it. And to me, it was a much better version of what Knives Out is. Um, I'll check it out then. Yeah, it's, um, I it's do awesome. Like, I do like um, movies with dumb premises. I just hate certain stupid people. I hate, um, I hate dumb characters. But I, but I like, um, but I like characters responding to dumb situations, like Monty Python. Well, okay, the, Murder by Death. Take knives out. Yeah. Take knives out, but make it where the mystery never really does get solved, and um, instead of it being a family, it's a bunch of people <laughs> that are like brought to the house to solve the murder. And but the murders never get solved, and then it ends. And and but it's it's comedy throughout I, I like uh, there's I'll, one I'll watch it soon. quote is, uh, one quote is um oh she murdered herself to death you mean she committed suicide <laughs> oh she murdered herself it was quite gruesome it's just like <laughs> so funny it's so stupid and i love it um I, and to me like... murder by death is a way better movie than knives out 1976 but, um, right what yes 1976 Wait, did you say yeah and I, yes um and when you see, um, like in Knives Out, when you see Chris Evans, 
Like I said, you just watch the dogs greet all of the people in the entire plot, and the dogs are like, hey, what's up? Even the even the detectives, the dogs just kind of sniff around, like, what's going on? Who are you? And then Chris Evans come, and they're like, bark, 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 bark. I didn't and I'm even like, notice oh. that bit. I didn't even notice the dog thing. I'm just like, well, he's the bad guy. Look at him. I thought he, to me, that was them saying he's the bad guy because, again, you know, you watch everybody come in and, you know, and like you see everybody come in and the dogs are chilling. And then the minute he gets there, there's this whole big thing about how he hates the dogs and he runs into the house because the dogs are like chasing after him and like nipping at him. And meanwhile, the dogs were in every single scene when when everybody else showed up. So I was like, okay, so Chris Evans is the bad guy because the dogs have just told us that. And then especially when they did the whole like fake she did it thing, she goes, yeah, you know, remember um, they already went through and they were like, and then the dogs, like dogs barking, woke someone up. And I'm like, oh, well then it was Chris Evans because he's the only person in the entire movie that makes the dogs bark. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't have been her. And then on top of that, the old lady, like the, the great grandmother was like, oh, it was you? And so you didn't have to be like Jacques Cousteau to be like, no, yeah, it was him. It was him because the dogs. The dogs are barking. And then on top of that, when she even said uncharacteristic, like you're being uncharacteristically nice. Like, why are you being so nice? It's again, like it's it's not it's not yeah, like the mystery ooh, is the weakest part, which is sad because this is a mystery. Uh it's not I get why I get why yeah, I get why you don't like it because the mystery is bad and the story is weak. I liked it because I like exactly. I like watching the characters squirm. I like uh, that. I like that. That was very fun for me. So I like the, all the character stuff. The story was the weakest part. So I get why you don't like it. Same time, I did like it. I just want a stronger story. And the the, the good, the best I part. Was, I thought it was okay. I did not think it was good, and I did not think that it was worthy of all the praise that everybody is giving it. And I, mm. here's the thing: when it comes to Ryan Johnson movies, it's and again, I like it's the Last Jedi thing, you, isn't it? in the last jedi because of that because it's one of his movies but it's not just the last Jedi. it goes back to brick and looper i mean and the last always, jedi. like people and always not, overhype um movies exactly everybody makes it seem like every all of his movies act like they're smarter than they are and everybody acts appropriately everybody's like oh that movie was brilliant and i'm like no it wasn't That's like you said it was a plot uh, it so was. it wasn't same with Looper, by the way. Looper also had a weak plot. And same with Brick. Like all of his movies, in my opinion, are they they have the pomp and circumstance to make you think they're cerebral, but they're not. The funny thing about so all of this, funny. the funny thing about all of his movies is that they have weak story but strong characters. So since you exactly. care a lot about story, I um, can't stand I, Ryan Johnson. I don't, <laughs> but I like. I like his characters, except for the Last Jedi. I like, like, I like Looper's uh, depiction of, of of Bruce Willis, a young Bruce Willis. I don't know the character's name. Who am I kidding? Um, I like Emma. Uh, I like Emily Blunt, and I like the kid in that. I like those those four. And so the fact that the time travel makes no fucking sense at None. all. Like they cut off some guy's fingers, right, when he's young, and then you see the old old version of him start to lose his finger. I'm like, how do how do you science? That far, exactly. I he can't stand if you the time travel fingers, that movie. If you cut off his fingers when he was 19, when he's at 34, he doesn't suddenly lose them. He never had them since he was 19. Like, it just, it, yeah, that, yeah, don't get me started on that. I just, I can't, 
to me, I wouldn't care about Ryan Johnson films if it wasn't for the fact that, number one, he is a narcissist. He can't handle any criticism. And he's he's got, like, every time he writes a story, he does it in this smug asshole way of, like, huh, isn't this smart? And then his fans just go, you didn't understand it. And I'm like, no, I'm smarter than you because I see that it's actually dumb. <laughs> so, yeah. Which you makes feel me better? feel like an elite hate that. I feel the same way, like, I feel the same way about people that said that the Joker is really clever. It's not. It's not. It's just copying better movies. And then we both just want people to shut up about these movies. Yes, pretty much. Okay. I feel like this should wrap it up because you only have about four hours to go through. So, yeah. yeah. I I was looking at the time. (laughs) I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But the good news is we had technical difficulties that you can edit out. So I'm sure that will cut out a lot of time. All right. Because there was quite a bit where you just cut out. <laughs> so, Good. So what's your last one? That is my last one. We're done. That is? Great. Yeah. Because everything else I saw last year, we've already talked about at some point. Yes. Yeah, it was on your top 10. All right. Cool. Not necessarily my top or worst 10, but just like throughout the time, like whenever we bring up movies, like we talked about Judy, which you'd already yeah. seen. And we talked about <laughs> Captain Marvel, which we've already, you know, talked about. So majority of the movies, like all the movies that are left – I feel like either we already talked about them or I don't really have anything to say about them. Oh. All right, so let's wrap this up. Okay. Ready? Yeah, you want to do it? Sure. I'm JP, and that's... I'm Future Man. Indeed. And be sure to follow us on all of the things. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram is me. Twitter is him. Facebook is anybody. It's anybody's game. You never know. And that wraps up Facebook. another episode what? I'm not on Facebook. You're not on Facebook? I haven't been on Facebook in years, months, weeks. Uh, so <laughs> follow us on all the things. Links are in the description. And we'll see you next time. Or hear you. You'll hear us. We won't hear you. You'll hear us. Tweet us, though. I'll reply back. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>